detective. Thrill me. Welcome back to the Thrill Me podcast, another episode. I'm your host, Adam. Beside me is my co-host, Jared. Adam, how are you? And beside us is our guest, mate of Jared's. Played plenty of basketball with him, I believe. Mm, yes. Gibbo, how you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for it's good me. to have you here. Yeah. Just better slap a uh, not safe for work label on this one. What's the uh, oh, salty language? I never going. swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll find that's not true <laughs> in the coming minutes, probably. Can't be worse than you. All right, we'll start off with the uh, with the bog standard. What we've been watching recently. Hmm. Jared, you can kick off. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Good. Good to see you. Good old uni. Kevin, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's consistent. Up to date with these, yeah, consistency. Yeah. I believe you had nothing last week. No. Okay. It's been extremely hectic, and I reckon at the end of next week, I'm just going to collapse into a pile of DVDs and watch every every single thing that I've got to make up for it. Okay. Mm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit bit further than you and say I've also watched nothing. Right. You guys are good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been. Fuck, we must love movies. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> right on top of things. Gibbo. Okay, well, I guess it's all up to me then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carrying. Luckily, I've been watching shitloads of everything. All right. Um, been smashing the Vikings series on Netflix. Any uh, good? I don't, I don't know a lot about it. It's basically Game of Thrones for very poor people. Okay. Um, but it's, I mean, it's decent. It's just there's a lot of plot holes and... Like consistency issues with just it'll you'll be going along in a story and then all of a sudden it just jumps to a completely different bit and there's no explanation to how it got there. So but, you're a Game of Thrones fan, I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones is pretty solid for me for sure. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, Vikings it's got some pros, but man, there's it's just some weird bits. Like the production value is really good, the writing's pretty good. It's just the way they're directed and I, I don't know who's ticking all the boxes at the end, but there's some holes okay. that need to be filled. <clears throat> uh, I watched Unknown, which is a uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Basically, oh, look, it's Liam Neeson. Let's do another take. And <laughs> he's flogging the crap Taking four, four, five or six. Yeah, it's one of them. It's basically all the same. They had that one when he was on the plane. Uh, so I watched that Non-stop. as well. Yeah. Non-stop, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all the same formula. Yeah. Uh, Paychecks, so, mate. Le- Liam, <laughs> Liam's just recently purchased a house. Yeah. And gone, how much is the fucking house? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to take whatever movie's going. Whip me up another take and knock off. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Taken without an identity, this yeah. one was. It's taken on a plane. This is taken when he's forgotten who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you guys haven't seen it because that's, no, like, that's no. legitimately what it is. No, I haven't so. seen it, but you haven't sold it to me. <laughs> it's, it's actually not bad. Yeah? It, uh, I mean, the, the sell at the start, you can't figure out what's going on, but... um. Once you do know what's going on, it's like there's some believability there. It's, it's pretty well done, okay. but yeah, it's it's no different to any of the Taken or Nonstop or uh, the Walk Among the Tombstones. That was another one he did, and the one he just put out, I think, Run All Night. Yeah, I haven't seen that, that one very yet. Similar. Yeah, no, I wouldn't doubt it. He knows yeah. what he's good at now. Yeah, he went from Ray Al Ghul to just doing everything. Sixty-year-old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, ass right. kicker. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he pulls it off. Yeah, he doesn't do too bad. It helps to be tall, I guess. Yeah, and big hands when you hit people with it, they stay hit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other than that, I can. I'm actually drawing a blank on everything else I've watched. I did. I did all, all the Daredevil stuff. Obviously, I went through that pretty quick. Well, what's your talk? What's your take on Daredevil? Because Jared's been upfront. Sounds really good. Pretty impressive. I didn't have much to compare it to in terms of the uh, the like the like the comic book stuff in TV. I didn't watch Arrow. I didn't watch. Uh, what was the other one I was talking to you about? Gotham. Uh, no. 
Yeah, The Flash. That was it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any of those, but I was impressed with this one because it's very non-PG. Yeah. It's actually pretty full-on violence and, and the story, like, it's not it's not for kids at all, which is, you know, sort of appeals to me. So, yeah. Um, and some of the I'm impressed with it. were just Some awesome. of the fight choreography is really good. And, and, that, uh, and that hallway fight scene that was kind of like old boy. Yeah, it was a little stuff. bit like the raid, old boy, that sort yeah. of stuff with the one shot. And it was they, just unbelievable. Yeah, and then the one with the uh, with the guy in the red like ninja get up too. I can't yeah. remember his name though, but yeah. he was basically a, one of the the kingpins. And yeah, both fight scenes were really good, but it's been pretty consistent all the way through. The fight with the stick or whatever his name was, his blind stick, mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a couple of good fights with him. So yeah, I, I like it. Oh, it's pretty good. I'll be looking forward to next season for sure. Yeah, we only have to wait a whole another year. I know, we'll that's the worst the thing about week. Netflix. It's a Netflix curse. You, you go through 10 episodes and you're like, damn it. Now we've got Netflix. 51 weeks to wait. Mm. Fucking Netflix. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, I'll take it I haven't even got it yet. Fuck. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, Net, I'm trying to get everyone on Netflix. I want Foxtel to go broke. I'm yeah, well, yeah. no, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to get it. It's just at the moment, um, there's a few other priorities financially. So probably in the next few months, I'll have it. Yeah. yeah. I'm on. I'm on board. Love it. Mad not to. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Ten bucks a month, fuck. Oh, I'll watch two turds and be happy that, oh, I've covered my ten bucks, you know? Yeah. Well, well yeah, I'll just compare it to, look, what's everyone paying minimum for a hundred bucks for, for Foxtel to get anything re- remotely decent? And yeah. you've got 300 channels, maybe you watch four of them? And not only that, but they've only just started playing some stuff like the week it comes out in the US yeah, for that $100 yeah thanks for that no, guys thanks. I'll pay you $100 to withhold my content yeah, yeah. well I just got back from Canada for two years and uh, well we yeah we didn't get cable over there at all and it's no different there really but everyone's on Netflix and they've had it there for a lot longer than here obviously it's pretty pretty recent in Australia but yeah we didn't watch anything else over there I had that and NBA League Pass and that was Smart. my whole uh, yeah that's all the entertainment I'll ever need yeah I mean I think I don't think Foxtel has that much NBA either so if you're not a if you're not a rugby league or union or AFL fan, the sports really isn't even that big. Or motor grab. racing. Don't no, forget how cool motor racing is. Racing. And really, we can remove another category from that because who watches union anymore? Nobody. No. no. <laughs> so so league or AFL, if you're not watching them, I don't watch league anymore. I think, I think uh, the basketball is <laughs> the worst sport on earth. So I think the basketball was a couple of a couple of games a week maybe. Yeah. On Foxtel. If you're a basketball fan in Australia now, you have League Pass, basically. Yeah. No. And you or stream everything and you watch it. Or you're really long. passionate about the NBL. <laughs> <laughs> NBL's got a League Pass, so you don't even need You had it, didn't you? <laughs> you were the only one who did. I did. But you're the only guy in Australia that had NBL <laughs> League Pass. Yeah, and I didn't do anything with my money. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they've done nothing positive. 40 bucks sure. isn't really changing the league, is it? I paid them my $80 and two teams went broke. <laughs> who who knew we'd get on a podcast together, Jared, and it ended up being about basketball instead of movies? Eventually it'd go there. All right, so nothing else, Gibbo? Uh, nothing else that springs to mind? Not off the top of my head. Like I said, I've been smashing Vikings. I went through three seasons of Vikings, which is, yeah, three sort of four, uh, three lots of uh, 10 of 45s. And uh, I went through that in a couple of weeks. Okay. So, um, but that was before my wife and kids got back from Canada. Now they're back. Say, isn't it amazing what you can get through when no one else is around? <laughs> I'm so productive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like fuck. I've watched everything. <laughs> yeah, once the kids are in. Yeah, everything everything fell over pretty quick. All right. Well, Jared. Yeah. So, um, as a guest on the podcast, you've ticked the first box because you've upped the biscuit game to new levels. We've got a box of shapes each and a packet of Tim Tams. So. Obviously, no, you can come back anytime. Yeah, good. Um, but we'll run you through the five. five I'm really taking it up the ass here on these um, 
Yeah, you need to take notes. <laughs> Fuck you. This <laughs> time I am bringing portion size Ziploc bags of cheddar. Saying, <laughs> so cop that. Oh, cheddar shapes are the worst. Take notes on how to put on a spread. And a 200 mil fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll we'll give you the five quick questions to, to uh, get an idea of what uh, shaped your tastes. So, name one movie you watched as a child that shaped your movie viewing tastes as you grew up. Grew up. Uh, okay, we'll probably have to cheat a little bit here. Um, there's two that spring to mind. Um, both of them are cinematic masterpieces, as you can imagine. No, you're only allowed one. Sorry. There's two very different sides of uh, two, or two very different genres, anyway. So the first one, I'd say, pornography. <laughs> depends how much you like werewolves. <laughs> So uh, continue. <laughs> c- completely contrary to what you guys usually talk about on the podcast, uh, I'm not a horror buff at all. Mm. Um, just couldn't give a shit about most horror movies. Um, but one of the movies that sort of springs to mind is like the um, first movie I really remember watching and wanting to watch over and over again was Teen Wolf. Oh, oh yeah. So that's like that's drawn way back. I, I yeah. must have been eight, between eight and ten, I think. When I, and that's where the, the basketball thing first probably yeah. came up for me. <laughs> so I grew up in country near South Wales, and basketball was like the devil. Uh, if you didn't play rugby league, you just basically got pantsed or bashed. So was it, was it similar to Footloose, where basketball was outlawed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a basketball in, and then I started playing, and everyone was like, "Get this kid out of here!" Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a tough swallow for the for the town, but. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, probably Team Team Wolf. I really liked, and it was I can't even remember why I liked it. I, I watched it a little while ago with my kids, and for some reason they loved it. And I'm like, really, you guys can't see how bad these special effects are <laughs> yeah, and the acting. Yeah. And I mean, Michael J. Fox, that, that was near his peak, I would say. But yeah, uh, it didn't have the dance sequence from Team Wolf Two though, so that was well. Jason Jason Bateman <laughs> took it to a new level. I haven't watched that in a long time, but I have to. I only saw bits and pieces of it. I've never actually watched yeah, that it one. It doesn't hold up. Really it was well. going to ruin like boxing. No, yeah. <laughs> Team Wolf's about why? basketball. Why would we have boxing? It, yeah, there's no explanation. Ridiculous. For it. There's no explanation for why a werewolf can play basketball either, though. For Correct. Us. I was going to say on top of a van. We're worried about the sport, but you know the choice of sport being ridiculous. What about the fact? that he's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's legitimate. Still one of my favourite scenes in that movie is when his dad pops in and looks like a polar bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, big, the big snowball face. Looks like someone stuck him in a dryer. Yeah, that's right. He comes in behind him. It's like, what the fuck? It's yeah. under him. <laughs> yeah, something about uh, conversation being long overdue. Oh, yeah, no Jesus. kidding, mate. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, Teen Wolf would probably be one, and then one of the first ones in the action genre that really got me going, and uh, and I thought was you know a bit sneaky, was uh, Rambo Three was actually the first one I ever saw. Rambo Three. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember. Did you guys say you haven't seen that one? I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't seen it for a while. But watched... I don't think Garrett's seen any of them. Yeah. No, no. I watched one and two. Yeah. I I haven't yeah. Watched well, three you probably yet. stopped there. Okay. Yeah. Three was set in Afghanistan. It's, it's, it's ahead of its time. Yeah, <laughs> Russians, Afghanistan. It was actually it actually hit a bunch of nerves when you, when you go back and watch it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, this like, is right on the money. The guys, you think it's Stallone? They said some sort of crystal ball. Stallone's Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> He's picked it. Um, and I mean, yeah, as as far as movies go, it's probably shit house. Um, you watch it now, it's, it's like. This doesn't make any sense. This guy's just, as you guys sort of alluded to in a few of your other podcasts, I can't remember which one it was, but he basically goes Superman mode instead yeah. of what he was in First Blood and you know the, the everyman sort of quality. In, in He's basically bulletproof. He can't be killed in number three. He just goes around. He takes out the whole Russian army in Afghanistan pretty much single-handedly. 
he might as well tackle the hind helicopter at the end. And just, like, there's no, there's no, yeah, it doesn't um, make any sense. Basically, he rams it with a tank. Like, why would the helicopter not just pull up? I've got no idea. Pull up. Okay, just pull up. Okay, uh, fire missiles. <laughs> oh, he's fucking dead. The little tank's trying to get me. Yeah. Uh, so... I mean, as a kid, though, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. Like, yeah. There's a, bit, there's a bit where he pushes a big splinter out of the side of his body and then he fills it up with gunpowder and cauterizes it and just all that sort of shit just seemed really cool when yeah. I was a kid, so. Yeah. Fair, fair call. Yeah. Fair call. Um, that was a pretty long fucking answer, wasn't that's it? That's all right. That was a good one, though. <laughs> plenty of time, plenty of time. I'm still Can't get wrong with Team Wolf. Uh, team Wolf, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was reminiscing. <laughs> so much nostalgia. Team Wolf. That, that pit hair. Oh, <laughs> it's basically all over body pit hair. <laughs> uh, have you ever walked out of a movie in the cinema? And if so, which one and why? Mm. Uh, no, I've got an evil curse on me. Uh, it's got to be something to do with my OCD where I can't. Uh, not finish any movie. I've sat through some of the biggest piles of shit, as I know you have, Jared. Yes. Uh, but probably for different reasons. I just can't not watch a movie. Like, if, if I start something, it just drives me crazy not knowing what the end of it is. Yeah, I've got to finish it. I'm a bit the same. Yeah. The worst I'll do is, is um, thank God for PlayStations, one and a half it. Yeah, yeah. One and a half a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dialogue's a bit difficult. Because you don't hear about the dialogue. It's like, fuck this. Yeah, if it's that bad, movie, anyway. what happened? No, no. Yeah, I've never never really walked out on one. I had to I had to leave one once, though, and it was because my kids were scared. It was too, it was too loud, basically. We went to a Hoyts or something. I can't remember what movie it was now. Uh, actually, it was Madagascar. When the scene when the you line... walked out of Madagascar, you bastard! No, I've seen it since. I had to watch it. I had to finish it. It's a masterpiece. But yeah. uh, basically, the scene where the lion goes a bit goes a bit native and yeah. starts chasing his mates and tries to eat them. My kids lost their shit. They were yeah. a bit small, obviously. Like yeah. I think Jada was five or something like that. Yeah, it was panic stations. Yeah. So we just had to sort of pick them up and get out of there. So yeah, yep. Fair but ne- never of my own volition. Now there's there's plenty to choose from here. Least favourite superhero movie? Mm, probably a twosome. Are Dead, you a superhero? And Electra. I've already told you, you can only have one. No, are are you a superhero? Spin offs. Okay. Fan. Uh, you, are you interested in these movies? I mean, obviously not a horror fan. You're more of an action guy, but I mean, the superheroes sort of guess fall into some of that action. Yeah, stuff. I would say so. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there's not there's not many Marvel movies I haven't seen. Um, I've never been a fan of the the Superman movies ever, pretty much. Uh, and Batman took an ugly turn after Batman Returns, as far as I'm concerned. That was that was Ooh. all sort of pretty shit. Controversial. And then, the, well, not the the new the three new ones. Obviously, everyone's oh, on okay. board with those. I'm talking about Batman, oh, Batman, Batman, and, Batman Robin. and Robin. And <laughs> that sort of you don't, shit. You don't you don't um, dry your clothes with with kung fu routines like. <laughs> I mean, no, those those movies were an absolute travesty. Yeah, they were. I've actually gone on record on this podcast and saying Batman Forever is almost as bad as Batman uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman Forever. Either of those two blew her into one pile of shit. Yes, yeah. if you played them back to back, you'd be fucking so sad. Did. So much fluoro. Oh, you'd be, well, you'd get did. epilepsy from all the fluoro <laughs> decorations. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Everyone decided oh. to graffiti everything in fluoro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. But yeah, I'd say de- so, de- Devil. Daredevil and Electra. Yeah, so, just, so we're talking. We're talking the Ben Affleck stink fest. Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck, Colin Farrell, and uh, oh, Michael yeah, Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Uh, 
And then uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer Garner is Electra, mm. and she was in Daredevil, wasn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, little yeah. bits and pieces. But that was because she was nailing Ben Affleck. I think at that point. Yes, yes. That was before he made that other awesome movie with his partner in his Jiggly. Oh yeah, with uh, Jack Lopez. <laughs> oh, that was after that. Actually, either way, that. he should steer clear of that shit. It never works out well for him. Yeah, no. Nice. But we don't need to go into those. They're yeah. terrible movies. So I think everyone's probably fairly comfortably yeah. agree. We're moving into your wheelhouse now. Mm-hmm. Favorite action franchise? Oh, okay. So I guess this question was coming because I've listened to your other podca- podcasts, and uh, it's it's hard when you think about what the word podcast actually means. Because if I think about like the ones I would go, like if I had to go and watch a couple of movies back to back right now, and they're action movies, I'd probably do the raids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is awesome. They're taking stuff to a new oh, level. Yeah. Hollywood needs to get on whatever they're taking because yes. those movies are unreal. Yep. Um, but in terms of like traditional franchises, I'd probably go with uh, early Die Hard was decent, but then it went ugly as well. Hmm. Where did it go ugly for you? Because I, I don't mind four. Yep. Yeah. I think five's five was, the only one that I couldn't stand. Five's like Rocky Five. It needs to just be taken out of the canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even, I, I didn't mind, I didn't actually mind three that much. Yeah. But three's good. Yeah. And four, four was okay. The, like the tech part of it was a bit weird. Like it's like, what, what's this guy now? That he just basically goes, you're on the computer, punch yeah. people. It, it doesn't really add up. Like it's not really in oh, I think the fourth one did a good job of bringing him back after so long. Yeah. Because they did take it into the technology era. Slight and believability as well. I thought the way the action scenes were really good. Yeah. But the fifth one, fuck. Yeah. What was going on there? I just don't know. Like, I'm, we're going to Chernobyl. I'm going to wear a tank top and yeah. be completely fine. <laughs> Everyone else is in like hazmat suits. Yeah. Nah. I'm going to wear the jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, Him and his son are just completely <clears throat> impervious to radiation, apparently. He's so. hit that what we might have to term Rambo mode. Yeah. Yeah, Rambo mode. He was just yeah. superhuman. Yeah. yeah. And he was, the, the other problem with... The fifth one, apart from dialogue, general movie making. <laughs> Not to mention the acting as well, because Jai Courtney is terrible. Yeah, he, the problem with it was, in the fourth one, even though his daughter was stronger than most female characters, you know, she was she, was, she had a bit of balls about her. She, she was, was still in danger. Woman. She was yeah. still in danger, and you still had to expect that. Okay, he had to come to her rescue. Who his son? Was fucking twice as big as him. Yeah. He's in the CIA. He doesn't need dad's help. I well, he, he dad gets there and he says, "Dad, I don't need your help. Piss off." Yeah, I just said this again. So. You fuck off. You're, <laughs> you're ruining this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, oh, yeah, to answer the question, probably The Raid, if you can count it as a franchise, there's only two of them. I was going to say, there's two. I wouldn't be surprised if they make another one, though. Oh, oh for sure. have to, sure. Because the first one was a little indie sort of, you know, let's make it on a shoestring budget, a couple of mates that did martial arts together, and then they went, shit, look how much money we made, let's do it again, yeah, and yeah. really nailed it in the second one. So. It was yep. it was phenomenal. In yeah. fact, um, I actually thought they did a really good job of taking a similar tact with Dread. Yeah. The Judge Dread. Yeah, re- the high rise. Uh, reboot. It actually, Same type of thing. It probably vibe. wasn't as good. Uh, as far as the action scenes were, the raid was better in that. Oh, like yeah, the, for sure. Some of those fights in the raid were just fucking incredible. Well, Dread's a lot more gunplay and not so much the martial arts stuff, which is where... I haven't seen the raid too, though. I heard oh, it's really good. it's awesome. Yeah. Mm. It's more of the same, but it's in a prison instead. Oh, that's all right. No, no spoilers, obviously. <clears throat> no, it's all right. Don't be one of the podcast spoiler people. <laughs> they're, they're the worst. Um, just, just say spoiler alert beforehand. Spoiler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because people always can just mute everything. Yeah, yep. yeah no way. Fast forward. Um, <clears throat> so, action hero of choice, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, or Willis? Mm, or well, anyone else? No, yeah. No, I'm not a Schwarzenegger man at all, actually. Um, he had a couple of good, like, uh, I know you guys did Predator already, or really was a big fan of Predator. I even like some of the early ones, like uh, Commando. 
Yeah. Just for quotability and Brilliant. just pure oh, arnieism. Raw deal, man. Yeah, raw don't, deal. don't drink and bake. That's <laughs> one of his fucking texts. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah between I, I don't know Willis has been a lot more consistent I would say mm. but I feel like I've always been a Stallone man yep. um, the Rocky movies other than Five obviously even Rocky Balboa I actually really like I really like Balboa I thought it was really, 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 really good cool. yeah. and I know we rubbished Rambo 3 but I thought Rambo uh, was actually really good the, yeah. like the most recent one obviously uh, when he's an old person the were old you, were you an Expendables <laughs> Guy? I'm a big fan of the Expendables, yeah. and I think he's done a lot for a lot of other old people. Yes, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, John Claude Van Damme, all these guys are very, very thankful. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, these guys turn up to the set, they're getting Metamucil yeah. <laughs> on tap. He's yeah, they're getting their meals crushed up in, into eating their oil brand. He's yeah. keeping yeah. them, keeping them out of the government-funded nursing homes, <laughs> things like that. He's well, keeping them. He did all the people, like Banderas, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Like, all these people had never had an, a call from anyone. For Nor- a long time. Norris looks like a fucking one of the Thunderbirds. <laughs> he, yeah, he looks terrible. I think Chuck might have had some work done. <laughs> I think his ab swing might have funded some terrible decisions. He's done some. He's no, done some damage I to his think, face. I think his his beard is actually plastic surgery. It's just they've just attached a, a beard to his face. For face two pay or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. The chin rug gets up in the morning. Hmm, which one should I put on this morning? White off white bone ivory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Covered. Covered. Got five questions are covered. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and cover. This week's episode, 1987's Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson's a lethal weapon. A cop who's always giving his partner a hard time. What you got in there? Four-inch Smith. A lot of old-timers carry those. Uh... And always ready for a good time. Hey, you want to see crazy? I'll see you. I love this job. This is so exciting. They say you're the best. Nobody can touch me. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon, Rated R. Starts Friday, March 6th. Lethal Weapon from 1987. A quick synopsis. Roger Murtagh, a aging police officer, gets partnered with Martin Riggs, a psychopath, basically. Police so, officer, suicidal, suicidal lunatic. lunatic. And they square off against a drug ring being run out of Laos or Vietnam or something like that. Uh, and square off against uh, Thug, King Thug, Mr. Joshua. That's the basics of the film. He's the henchman. He's the lead henchman. He's the lead henchman. Yes. Uh, it's directed by Richard Donner, who did Superman, the original Superman, Conspiracy Theory and The Goonies. Produced by Joel Silver. Uh, he was quite a big producer in the through the 80s and 90s. He did Die Hard, The Matrix, and recently the Sherlock Holmes films. And it was written by Shane Black, who we've spoken about on previous podcasts. He's a bit of a favourite of ours. Yep. He wrote Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight, and Iron Man 3. It stars Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs. From he, He's obviously well-known for Maverick, Payback, Mad Max 1 through 3, and calling a Miami police officer sugar tits. <laughs> <laughs> and, and being a raging uh, anti-suicide. Yeah. So he's got a quality cannon recently. <laughs> his work's been good. Mm. Danny Glover, uh, who plays Roger Murtagh, he was in the colour purple, Saw, Operation Dumbo Drop. I don't yeah. know why I brought that up, but I saw it in his cannon and thought... Really? Things, things <laughs> just kept on And Predator 2. <laughs> and Predator 2. Predator yes, 2. Predator 2. So much quality. Gary Busey, 
plays Mr. Joshua. He was in Under Siege, Predator 2, and Point Break. The budget for this movie was roughly around $15 million, and the box office worldwide was $120 million. Not anywhere near enough. General thoughts. <laughs> Gibbo, we'll start with you. Just give us a little bit of a <clears throat> your thoughts on the movie and a, a score out of five. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, score out of five. I thought about four and a half, but it's a five. It's because, a five? yeah, the quotability, <clears throat> just the buddy cop, the way they do everything is it's really flawless. Uh, the only little nitpicks I'd probably say is some of the peripheral actors, uh, and you can't really worry about that because the only two people that matter are you know the two main characters. So. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, when you ask about the, the formative movies, this one was definitely up there too. And uh, I mean, I think I was five when this came out. I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed to watch it straight away. No. But it's it's had some play over the years, and obviously, like this is the movie I picked to come on and, and talk to you guys about. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan. Okay, Jared. Yep, pretty much echo the sentiments. Uh, I'm probably not gonna gonna go all the way to a five. Probably a four and a half. I just think the acting is really good from the two leads. Mel Gibson is is great in this. It's there's not even that much action too for an like for an action movie. There are sequences where there's not a great deal of action, and it's just carried through by a pretty damn strong script for an action movie. I think this is why I like yeah. Shane Black and. It just the chemistry between between um, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover just kind of takes it to takes it to the next level. Yeah, there were sequels for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would agree. Ones. I'd probably go for a four and a half as well. But I'm in total agreement that the chemistry between the two of them, you could take all the action scenes out, and it would still be a strong film mm. because you've got a real great chemistry. You've got dialogue that sort of crackles. It's got a lot of wit, and it's 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 really well done. And it could even be a uh, police procedural, so of a thriller, if you took the action bits out. The action bits are in there, and they're, they're just as good. They're, they're really well done. I think Richard Donner is quite a good director at this kind of stuff. And overall, it's another, as you said, a formative movie. It's a movie that I think all of us probably watched when we were younger, and it put us on the path to, to watching these sort of films. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely in that group of, like, you know, <laughs> Predator and... And, and the Rambo movies and, and things like that that are the reason we still watch action movies. Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, Die Hard. All, all those, they're all in the same little box, I would say. Well, yeah. it, it's, it's funny, and I think we talked about this when we did the Predator podcast, that there's a period in the late 80s, probably going into the early 90s, it was, a, it was an absolute treasure trove of the best possible action films. You had yeah. Predator, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard... All in the all in a two to three year stretch. I think the, the key was though nothing, everything hadn't already been done. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you know people are running out of ideas of what they can do, whereas then they were sort of breaking new ground in all of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it was definitely the peak, I would say. Well, That's because we're old. Yeah. <laughs> let's cut into the likes because it's fair to say it with four and a halves and fives, it's going to be a lot of likes. Yes. Off the bat, we talked about chemistry. I think the two leads are. Perfectly suited to each other. Yeah. The banter is spot on, and there's a real a natural, I guess, a natural type of dialogue that you don't always see uh, in these type of movies. Yeah. Sometimes it seems, feels a little bit forced, and in this case, I don't think that's that's the case. Maybe that's because the script is so well written. Um, it could be because the actors are very good uh, ad libbing and and working together. Gibson gets the showy role. Mm. 
does the best fucking crazy eyes in the world, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. A couple of times, too. He just sort of, he's staring at people. It's like, fuck, stop. Even I'm intimidated. Yeah. I'm the, the jumper nearly did jump without him. Yeah, yeah. Says, I've got to get off the roof. This bloke's loose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually think Danny Glover's the rock. Danny Glover is the, the, the rock that the whole the whole. Um, relationships built on I reckon yeah it's kind of like ballroom dancing where Danny Glover's kind of the guy you watch ballroom dancing the chick's always doing all the twirls and the spins and whatever mm. and the guy just sort of stands there and lets her dance around him yeah. and that's kind of how they, they work exactly I can't do any ballroom dancing <laughs> <laughs> that just made me look very suspicious yeah. <laughs> don't worry don't worry that'll be a separate podcast <laughs> we'll go into all that yeah it's the, like the chemistry's so good too that even when you're not supposed to be laughing you kind of got a grin on your face mm, yeah. Yeah. you know the back and forth between them and yeah, I think that's probably one of the strongest things about it is that they work so well together. Just that scene in the car where he's Talk just... About the birthday? He's just... No, he's just taking him off the roof. Yeah, I think it is that yeah. scene. Yeah. It's the early part of it. He's just jumped, taking the guy off the roof mm. and he's told him he wants to kill himself. And he's on the phone. Yeah, the old mobile's got a fucking battery. Yeah. <laughs> he's outside. He's, he's got like a suitcase with <laughs> a phone. That's to it. So the like, trivia, though, it was actually the first movie that had a mobile phone in it. Really? Oh, shit. I don't know how much you believe. That was on IMDb, but... It's a fair old fucking mobile. Oh, it's a suitcase with a fucking handle (laughs) coming out of it. And he's talking to the psychologist. She's like, Riggs is is out there. Just be careful. Yeah. So Daddy Glover gets back in the car. They drive along and he starts going, you know, I've been on the force for 25 years. I've got a wife, two, three kids, you know. uh, My partner's a fucking psycho. (laughs) And he's like, I'm sitting right here. He's like, shut the fuck up. You're talking to a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole runny gag of, do you want me to drive? Yeah. You're supposed to be psychotic. Yeah, you're suicidal. I'll drive. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of banter gives the movie something that I think a lot of action movies before that and police movies before that didn't have. Yeah. And you well, look at further on buddy cop movies, they're trying to pull the same... And the chemistry is just not there. Yeah. No. Well, it, it adds those back and forths like they're funny to watch, but the whole time they're creating the, the characters. They're creating the characters for you, and that's why movies like this and Die Hard are so good because you know Die Hard's got the whole running theme of, of Bruce Willis and his wife and, and things like that. This one, it's just creating the characters. You know, <laughs> there's a few bits where Mel Gibson gets a bit serious about you know how he's struggling to cope and. Um, Danny Glover keeps, you know, as you said, comically talking about how he's too old for this shit and all that sort of stuff. But it's actually building the characters. Yeah. And it's creating characters that we don't often see in action movies. You know, they, they were expected just to be a guy with a gun. Something like Stone Cold, perhaps. Whereas yeah. in oh. this, they actually fleshed out a couple of decent characters. Yeah. Well, I think the... Uh the quality of the actors is, is the thing that sort of stands up. I mean, obviously Mel Gibson had a pretty good career and, and can act, I would say. Um, it's kind of a bummer, I think, that Danny Glover didn't do more because he, he can do some stuff. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put him on the same level as, as Mel Gibson, especially not later on. But, I yeah, reading some stuff about this, the, apparently the, the suicide scene when he goes to eat a bullet and whatever, yeah. um, he actually landed the role in Hamlet of yeah. that performance. So, But that was pretty believable. Like, just... His mannerisms and how he sort of goes through that whole sequence. I mean, you sort of think he might shoot himself, and then he's really upset when he doesn't, sort of can't go through it. So, and I yeah. think I think that's another part of as we sort of talked about when we did the first Blood one is your action hero is vulnerable. Yeah, action heroes didn't cry. Yeah, you know, and here's a guy threatening to blow his own head off, 
and bawling yeah. doing it. Ran, uh, first part, he didn't cry. Oh, he did. He, at the oh, end, he's he, crying he, at the end. He, he can't sure. cry at the yeah. end. Yeah. In Die Hard, he's talking on the radio to our pal. And he's all but crying. crying. Yeah. yeah. This was the new sort of, I guess, this is where sort of Schwarzenegger, even though he became probably one of the biggest stars in that action period, he couldn't do that. He could never pull that. That wasn't really his caper. He yeah. was a Superman. Yeah, it's that that <clears throat> that actual ability to put in an acting performance. It, it wasn't something that you saw a lot. Yeah. yeah, might only need to be one scene, but he couldn't. He yeah. couldn't do it ever. And and I agree. I think that scene of him threatening to kill himself is probably one of the strongest scenes in the movie. Even mm. though it doesn't have Danny Glover in it. Yeah. And it's not part of the chemistry. But it is building that character, and it is showing that he may be—he actually may do yeah. what he's saying he's going to do. That he's—that he's—he's going to leave. He's going to kill himself. He's going to walk away from all this. Yeah. And it's the relationship with Danny Glover that stops him, basically. From yeah. It. At the end, it is. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. <clears throat> I, there's a, another scene that I thought was really um, well done was the bit where he picks up the prostitute. Yeah, he picks up the prostitute. Oh, you, uh, Dixie. Well, do you mean? No, no, no. Actually, I may have watched, because I watched the director's cut. Oh, yeah, that's a different one is what I saw. No, I, I didn't see that one. <clears throat> this may yeah. be a scene that was in from the director's cut. He actually picks up a prostitute on the street, yeah. uh, Martin Martin Riggs, and she gets in the car, and he says to her, um, she goes, you're not a cop, are you? And he goes, no, I'm not a cop. And he says, how old are you? And she goes, I'm 16. And he gives her 100 bucks, and you think, hang on, shit, he's a bit off the... And she says, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want you to come home with me and watch television. Yeah, so he's just and lonely. she says, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, Three Stooges are on. Well, he loves the Three and, Stooges. And, and that scene sort of showcases that he's lonely, he's, he is vulnerable, unless the Three Stooges are some kind of sex move <laughs> <laughs> nobody else knew about. No, I don't think so. I no. like that scene because that shows he is, he, he's just looking for a bit of company. Yeah. Um, the director's cut, just to sort of fill that out, it had a couple of extra scenes that aren't in there. There's a sniper at a playground that he Yeah, kills. I've seen that scene at some point in Before my life, but not on this Before we even get to him doing the drug deal. Yeah. Which I thought was, you can see why they kind of cut that out. It was not necessary to show Yeah, it doesn't really doing, progress anything. It's just it, another thing saying he's a good bloke and he's a little bit loose. Yeah. What else? Anyone else likes? Anything else you sort of want to chuck out just generally about what you like about the movie? I uh, I was a big fan of Gary Busey. I thought he was awesome as like the the sort of henchman role, you know, that displaying that pain threshold with the lighter scene. I mean, that lighter scene is the sort of stuff that when we were first watching movies like this, you'd go to school and talk about. How tough is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought this was where you know before Busey's really started to go off the rails a little bit, which is kind of sad and. Kind of funny sometimes. Um, it's, it's uh, YouTube. Yeah, I thought he was really good. YouTube, Busey, and um, Meatloaf. <laughs> what was that shit they were on? The Celebrity Apprentice. Ooh, oh, yeah. Although that makes Busey look all right. Yeah, Busey makes looks Meatloaf look like a psycho. Yeah, well, Meatloaf's lost as well. But yeah, yeah once you, yeah, once, uh, I mean, he's an in- intimidating bad guy. He had that, he had that um, real distinctive look with the blonde hair and everything like that and then the fight scene at the end between him and him and Gibson is just awesome and again that's probably ahead of its time a little bit that scene 
Um, it's a lot of bit of handheld camera work, you know, up close and personal, um, a bit more sort of shaky yeah. than what you would normally have seen. The shakiness actually bugged me at the start of that because they started that fight scene. I'm like, God, oh, they're doing the cheap, like, yeah. actions happening because it's moving around and yeah. you can't actually see it. But then it actually leveled off a bit at the end and you can <clears> see <throat> the actual fight sequence happening. Yeah, and, and Mr. Joshua kind of overshadows the... He does, The yeah, big bad guy or, or the guy that, I, I sh- you know, I can't remember what his name is, General something or other. Yeah, McAllister. McAllister, yeah. McAllister, yeah. Yep. He's kind of overshadowed. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. He's, he doesn't feel the most threatening at any no, stage, yeah. really. It's kind of like he's the he's the mouthpiece and Mr. Joshua was kind of always set up to be the the real bad guy, Yeah, in a way. I think that, that that's probably ticked off too in how they die. Like, General McAllister's basically this helpless little baby who's squealing because he's going to get blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's He right. sort of has a pretty helpless... Like, he doesn't really have any fight in him at the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just sort of the... Oh, yeah, he might have been the head, but he wasn't really the head of the snake. Yep. Yeah. So... Whereas Mr. Joshua fight, like... Yeah, they puts up a fight. fight to the death kind of thing. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we might point out that Gary Busey went on to lose his mind. Yeah. General McAllister went on to be the man in black, so I don't know which is worse. Fucking dislike. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think General McAllister's worse off. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's funny looking at the, the lethal weapon cast. Busey lost his mind. McAllister ended up in Halloween 6. Gibson, sugar tits, Mel sugar tits Gibson, who also pretty much... Yeah, he, he went off the rails. Started. He went off a bit off the rails. Yeah. I think Danny Glover's the only one who kept himself regularly working. Well, his movie choice doesn't suggest sound of mind. No, no. he, he <laughs> That's a some questionable choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just throw another like in there quickly? Tom Atkins. Patron saint of the thrilly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. He is in everything. <laughs> you guys mentioned him, and then Fuck, I was looking through the credits, and I'm like, these guys have been talking about this bloke, and I didn't even know who he was, but now I do. We will be 80 episodes in, and we'll only have just finished Tom Atkins's fucking resume. Yeah, he seems to much. be in He's everything. got quite the filmography, but it looks does. Like yeah. The other thing I love is the way they kind of... The, the plot is quite simple. It's not a, it's not a, a massively complex situation that's going on. It's fairly simple. No. Um, the focus is on the relationship. Yeah, they we're not too worried about. We know that someone's bringing in drugs and and there's all that kind of stuff. And there's there's bad guys, guys and there's good guys, but yep. we don't really need to know the, the ins and outs. And I love the way they that that sequence where they're doing they're down at the firing range and they pretty much run through the whole case in like yeah. fucking two minutes. Yeah, and they go, what do they say? Oh well, she Dixie was up there and yeah, you know, she runs down and she talks to the cops and she says, I saw the whole thing, and then they yeah. go. Gee, that's thin. fucking thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry, thin's my middle name. Yeah, yeah I, I just love the way that was done. It, it, it's exposition, but it was done in a really sort of fun... Yeah, not in your face way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not making you sit there listening to fucking 10 minutes of shit. Yeah, and there was a little bit of... Pointless monologue. There was a little bit of misdirection there because, you know, they've, they've laid out how they're going to, well, basically solve it in that, little, in, in that little section, but the little sort of back and forth with the shooting... It's yeah. just so cool that you yeah. kind of... It's just a bit of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And it works really well. The only the only time the exposition was a little bit on the nose is when you get into the police station and the psychologist is there going, Martin Riggs, he lost his he lost his wife 11 years ago. He's a little bit loose, you know, you, you can't put him in the field and stuff like that. What about a backstory? Yeah. <laughs> How can we get as much backstory? Yep, there you go. And yet I think they did enough of that in other scenes 
that you probably don't even need that. Yeah. Because you've got the yeah. pictures of his wife. Plus that psychologist or yeah. whatever she is is a pain in the ass. Well, that was the thing. You got all that information from that scene where he's looking at the picture of his wife and they yeah. put the gun in his mouth. All you needed, all, the only extra bit you got was that it was 11 years or whatever it was. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is irrelevant, really. Yeah, they could have just had her coming in with the, with the police chief saying, you know, he's a danger out in the field, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That would have been just about the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, because I believe she crops up in all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Definitely, it's, yeah. it's mostly done well enough that you know I, you forgive that. It was only one time that I really kind of noticed it. Yeah, yeah. She was definitely happy for the paycheck and the sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. she even pops up in four. Yeah, Jesus, I, I don't know. Less said about that one, I think the better. <clears throat> I just remembered another quick <laughs> like too, though. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, Riggs is bipolar or if he's got some kind of psych. He, he just has a lot of scenes where he's actually talking to himself yeah. and creates another like character almost. Yeah. Uh, the torture scene with Endo, when he gets to the end, he's basically like trying to strangle him with his leg and he's like, yeah, 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 he sounds yeah, like Muttley, right. the yeah. dog or something like that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then when he's fighting Busey at the end and he's getting held, he's headed in the water and... Uh, you know, Danny Glover's character is basically saying, oh, do you want me to help you out? He's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Like, is he possessed? What's yeah. happened? Yeah, he sort of, he sort of kind of almost a bit got like a couple of different. Yeah, he's um, got like his cheerful self and then he's got his, I'm kicking someone's ass, this is my voice sort of thing going on. But he does it a lot, the little yeah. rasa rasa frass stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but it works for his character for sure. But, but yeah, yeah the, the movie's got so many good, I wouldn't call them one-liners, but there's just lines that are really really quite amusing or really well done. I love it when um, Danny Glover and that other bloke are sitting before Riggs actually turns up. They're sitting in the office and he's going, you know, I'm an 80s man. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah. He goes, how's that? How do, you, how do you figure? And he goes, I cried in bed last night. And he goes, really? Were you with a woman? Why do you think I was crying? Yeah, I was alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now there's a, there's a lot of one-liners in it. Actually, I'd say it's pretty quotable. I'd actually remember it being for being quotable. Like it's not uh, it's not like uh, you know your predator quotable stuff. But yeah. there's definitely some lines in there that are worth. Uh, I mean, well, with there's the something that you could definitely come back with. Oh, the endo stuff's good. Uh, there is a lot of racism stuff in there too, yeah. and, and a little bit of uh, homosexual hate as well. With the uh, when Rogers trying to put him out when they when they get blown up at Dixie's house. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, what are you a fag? Eighties man, everything's fine. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think if someone's coming onto you, they're going to be rolling you on the ground and slapping it back. That's an explosion. That's a different sort of move to what I've ever used. But they definitely weren't as shy with the stuff with Endo where he says. Endo's a yeah he's 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 good at this he'll get it out of you and he's yeah. like well I don't know shit so we're gonna be we're here, here for a long while. time yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, always good to go back and watch one of these movies when you haven't watched it in a while and then you like you get a moment like that that slaps you in the face and goes oh that's right it's the eighties yeah. yeah yeah there's no way that flies these days no. but also in the eighties nineteen eighty seven is the only time you could wear cowboy boots tight jeans a flannel shirt. With a collar and a mullet. Hey, lots of people do it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's coming back. All of, all of the guys selling Christmas trees and cocaine were wearing the same kit. One of those blokes is Anthony Kiedis' dad. That's right. That's the best guy's Anthony Kiedis' dad. Oh. The guy in the flannel top with the who who, oh, who puts a gun to his head. Yeah, he also yeah. has a. He looks like a Canadian like bloody logger or something. Yeah. <laughs> with a deep sea racing he's just mullet. Missing, he's just missing a beard. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know if he's, there's something daggered or something. He's real, he's yeah. And it says his real name's something Keters. And I'm like, surely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he looks just like him. You look at Gibson's uh, kit and you don't need to go any further to discover that he's a little bit loopy. <laughs> sort of look at what he's wearing and say, yeah, there's something something missing there. And, and yeah, 
when we first meet Mel, I believe we get a bare ass. So yeah, he starts at least he's in good shape. <laughs> yeah, he comes yeah. down. <laughs> Bit of salmon to start things off. He's never been shy. <laughs> that. I know in uh, in in this sequel, he's he does the uh, the nude scene or the sex scene, obviously, yeah. but he, he doesn't mind getting his tackle out. Yeah, I know, I know. He's uh, he's pretty keen on that. Yeah. Obviously, not anymore. Well, you wouldn't be mad about getting naked with a South African chick. Yeah, in that was second a, one as well. Too. Patsy Kensit. Patsy Kensit. Yeah. Patsy Kensit. Yeah. Um, Strange nipples, but she is all right. <laughs> Look, I, I think that's that's pretty much covered. I don't, as far as likes go, I don't think there's anything much. I mean, the action scenes are pretty well done as well. I wouldn't call them the best around that period, but the the relationship and the banter makes up for a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Any of the action scenes that are slightly, and they're not shit, they're just not, say, not as good as something like Die Hard, which had some really, really great ones in it. Or it was a little bit more over the top, too. Like, this this was a lot more just standard police yeah. procedural sort of stuff, almost. Just yeah. with Shoot out, like, a oh, couple shit. of car chases. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the guy being shot at the pool. Yeah. But overall, I think, you know, there's plenty, plenty to like. Yes. Dislikes, though. Uh... Anything at all. I feel like things ramped up for no apparent reason. I feel like the drug cartel kind of put their foot in their mouth a lot of the, with just going from, oh, these guys are sort of sniffing around a couple of prostitutes to just let's go and shoot a cop <laughs> on the street in the middle of Royal, like the middle of the night, basically, but it was in public. Yeah. Let's yeah. just shoot him with a shotgun. Yeah, so what happens? Uh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it went from nothing like, fuck, that didn't work. Let's go, uh, let's go kidnap someone's daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like if they'd have kept their head down, maybe they don't even figure out what's going on. Yeah, it kind of escalates quickly after, um, is it Hunsaker? Yeah, I think he gets shot. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Gibson's shot in the fucking chest. And you'd swear that back at the police station, these two are probably going, we didn't know anything about these fucking yeah. we, we were, were just, following you know, a couple of pros that one jumped off a roof. We but, were running around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. And Hunsaker gets shot at the golf club and it's yeah. all on. Yeah. yeah. That that kind, you're probably right, it escalates pretty fast. There's just no explanation for why they would go, Yeah, like, I mean, obviously they needed to quiet Hunsaker because he knew what they were up to, but... It just felt like it. Like they could have picked him off anywhere. Why yeah. do they have to go shoot him out of a helicopter with a sniper yeah. rifle? Yeah, he's suddenly like, talking to the police in a, in a house full of huge yeah. glass windows. So yeah. get whilst him the funeral's anywhere. going on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Well, his, his daughter's, his daughter's funeral? funeral. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So not also, you didn't see the helicopter coming for about twenty minutes. So the cops aren't very switched on. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of moments where the um, where the, the crooks aren't very switched on either. Like when they're. They just ring up the Busey rigs up the police station and says, "Hi, I'm a, I'm a reporter or whatever." Yeah. Did you lose an officer tonight? Yeah. Like a couple of those bits. Martin of, Riggs has been shot and killed. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're close to. I got him. They're, they're close to being on the nose. Not quite there. Yeah. They'll, they'll pass. Yeah, just one or two little bits like that where where things are. I mean, you can bits. see why they did it. Obviously. You, gotta keep that, you, think you think you've killed Riggs too, and that sets up him being on the sniper rifle in the desert, which doesn't work. Really. Which yeah, which is I understand why they went they went for that, but it kind of seems like as you said, for fifty minutes we're meeting these characters and we're slowly unraveling this case, yeah. and then suddenly boom, yeah, we're off and running. It's almost Shit, like they felt we're running Shit, out of we time. have to fucking speed yeah. up. Need an action scene, and I didn't. I don't think they actually had to. Yeah. They didn't really have to. They could have dr- let it. Unfold as at, at its own speed, and it probably would have been fine. Yeah, um, it just sort of smells a little bit of oh, shit. People are going to start switching off or nodding off. Here, yeah, so we need to speed it Which, up. Which yeah, definitely wasn't an issue. Like I wasn't panicking at that stage. But no, of course not. We spoke about uh, uh, 
Jeremy McAllister being in Halloween 6. Mm. So, instant dislike. Instant. Just... Yeah, I haven't seen it, so... Oh, well, he's the, he's the man in black. He's the man so in black. That's like the fucking worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, so, he's, he's instantly in the shit for that. Yeah, fair call. Um, you made mention of um, when we first met Danny Glover. Yeah. I just found it a little bit strange that none of the family or Danny Glover himself were a bit uncomfortable that Dad's splashing around in the bath seemingly with his with his toddler just flapping in the breeze. Like, um, there's a couple of points. I mean, his daughter's old enough to be a little bit uncomfortable. With that. Like, You'd have to think so. It's, it's just that, yeah, it, lo- it came across as a little bit odd to me. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, oh, Roger, are you in there with someone? Oh, no, that's just a guy. <laughs> and he's not even, he's not even in like a bubble bath. No, no, no. no. There's no coverage. He no. doesn't go, shit, you know. Yeah, give me a towel yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, Denny, Denny Glover wasn't sure about getting the old ab flex on, though. Yeah, like, I know. Can you guys see I've got some striation down here. <laughs> um, and so we'll just uh, take the counter back to zero for the amount of episodes we've had without dick jokes. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Bacon's not saying. It's yeah. been zero episodes since <laughs> our last dick joke. We last talked about someone's dick. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a kid, um, yeah, the kid who... Uh, the kids who talk to him about Dixie. Oh, my God. And the house gets blown yeah, up. Yeah, those kids. There's a fucking kid with the best afro in the world. Yeah. He looks like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks yeah. like early Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a mini Dr. J. And then the other one with the awesome shades. Yeah. It's, yeah, then it's another snapshot. It's like, this is the age. Yeah. There's mullets and these kids look like this. Yeah. yeah. My actual only major dislike is what I said before about McAllister sort of being the the lesser... Of the of the villains, it's kind of even though he suppo- seems to be supposed to be the big big villain, Busey just sort of overshadows him. Yeah, and he's never co- threatening. It's not to the detriment of the movie, but it's enough to make you think, "Who the fuck's this guy? Why is he even here?" Yeah, why isn't Busey in charge? Yeah, why, why isn't Busey just the guy who was who was running the show? Yeah, and can, almost, and, and can kick ass. Yeah, they he? almost could have put him together. But then yeah. I guess the only the only thing it seemed to serve was to give. Both Glover and Gibson, someone to to offer the end. Offer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they split the chase scene up for a while, which sort of worked. But yeah, the the characters could have certainly been rolled into one almost. There just isn't really any mention of his credentials, like why anyone would be chasing after him, other than the fact when he's walking back after that sniper rifle scene in the desert. And uh, Mel Gibson's talking about how he was from Shadow Company and all that sort of shit, and then he basically says they're a bunch of pussies. Yeah. yeah. So why yeah, why would anyone be scared of that bloke? And Busey. They show that scene where he, he does the lighter under his arm, showing that, you know, this is one tough prick. Yeah. And he's he's the kind of guy, he's special forces, you know, you, you don't want to be messing with him. But McAllister seems to be the guy that, is he the brains of the outfit? Was he special forces too? Yeah. You know, we, we kind of get that feeling from that scene you just said. But it's pretty pretty tenuous. It's but, but I mean, why not have a, have a punch on between Glover and him or something along those lines, you know? I guess you're trying not to do the same thing because you got Mel and Busey punching each other at the also, front. Also, two head. other older blokes probably can't sell it as well. Someone throws a punch. Yeah. <laughs> shoulders are gone. One guy goes to go in for the kill. Knee goes. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't need that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can see why they did it, but I don't know whether it works very well. Yeah. It's probably the only thing about it that makes it a little bit. Yeah. You could have got rid of McAllister and mm. not even. Like battered an eyelid. Yeah. yeah, it's probably probably nitpicking again, but you're right. It doesn't. Uh, I don't think it would have detracted too much to 
Maybe he end up with more Endo, though. He could have been a good henchman. Yeah. Endo had some charisma. Actually. He didn't Endo, speak much, obviously. The, the but the guy who plays Endo is in every 80s action movie <laughs> yeah. there is. Well, he's in Die Hard. He's in Eating Die chocolate Hard. bars. Eating chocolate bars. <laughs> Being an Asian guy. Uh, I think, just killing him. I think, he's good at that. I think he might be in Action Jackson. Uh, yeah. Don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure he's in Action either. Jackson. He might even be in Commando somewhere. Oh, I don't remember him in Commando. No. We'll have to look him up on IMDb. I don't, th- I don't think there's any people with any kind of credibility in Commando other than Arnie. There's Van Wells. What about the handboat? In the, in the <laughs> mesh, mesh tank top. <laughs> it's so a, on, on a side note. Uh, it's that, a crop top. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> on a side note to that, when we were talking about this uh, podcast, Gibbo actually mentioned uh, Commando, and he goes, what about, the bloke's, what about that bloke's awful Australian accent? I said, he's Australian. <laughs> I've got to say, it's one of the worst Australian accents I've heard in a movie. Whether he was trying to be an Australian, acting as an American doing an Australian accent, maybe. It might be. Like a little bit of Tropic Thunder-itis? I don't know. He He was was in uh, Bad Max 2. Well, Downey Jr. had a better Aussie accent. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Vernon was in Mad Max 2. Mad Max 2. He probably was. Yeah, He was in Mad Max 2. But talking about non-threatening bad guys, I mean, we're getting a little bit off track now, but that bloke looked like a bowl of bread dough. Yeah, that's Fair right. Him. He's hardly muscled up. No. you got Schwarzenegger oiled up to the max, yeah. muscles everywhere, and here's this guy in a crop top, mesh <laughs> yeah. crop top, going, yeah. swinging knives at him. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, come yeah. on. With a spare tire around the guts and the, the Freddie Mercury moustache. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah. No, but he was tough because I think he's got a chain with a padlock on it. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got an off-topic now. Well, how have we, how we not covered this yet? Well, look, we'll get there. Oh, I, like I said, guys, I, that was the first idea I threw out, Jared, was Commando, and then I thought about Under Siege. Siege was mentioned. It's just nowhere near the movie that this is, really. Of like, course, it's a much not. better film, it's but in not. terms of quotability and also just the dog shit jokes you can make out of it. Yeah. And some boobs. Jared yes. was upset that I changed it because of Erica Eleniak's peak. Uh, yep. Peaks, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, look, uh, Under Siege is worth worth covering yes. just for the cigar factor. Oh, it's on the list. Mumbling into his chest. Yeah, you wanted, you, yeah. <laughs> Going through 90 minutes without getting a finger laid on him. Yeah. You know you guys did the Olympics? There's definitely a summary oh, for Cigar Olympics. <laughs> oh, bloody oath there is. Yeah, he's going to come shit. under shit. He is going to come under fire. Yes. Look, I think we've covered it, people. Would Pre- it be fair to say? Pretty close to, yeah. We've yeah. covered like, the weapon. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll finish it up. See this key? Bye bye. You're crazy! Now you can jump if you want to, but you'll be taking me with you and that makes you a murderer. Okay? Come on, let's go you back. You bastard! Yeah, you'll be killing a cop. Have yeah, I'll be killing a psycho nut! Yeah, a psycho, but I'm still a cop. You coming in? Come on, I'm going in. Fuck you! I'm jumping! Do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Let's do it, asshole. Let's Wait a minute. do it. What? I want to do it. Patient? I want to do it. What do you mean? Uh, 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 Gibbo, thank you very much, mate, for joining us. No, thanks for having very me. Very much appreciated. It was very good to um, have you around to talk about Lethal Weapon. Obviously a fan, and um, we certainly were hoping to get on as many guests as we can who are actually into the movie that we're covering, rather than just covering shit and... Throwing some poor person in the Go, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this garbage. <laughs> Next week, we're going to go for a Netflix blind choice <laughs> horror movie. Which could be anything. It Any be anything. old turd that's on Netflix. There's some good ones. We can't have seen it. 
That's the, I think that should be a caveat. Okay. I can't possibly have seen this movie. It's got to be something we've never seen. Either of us. Okay. So, you're God only be, knows what's going to come You're going to be screaming for mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll be ready, mate. I'll be pumped. You know what I... Yeah, I can I can sit through I sat through Houseboat Horror four times. Yes. That's well, true. Netflix no. has no feel for that. <laughs> you don't have to pass a certain bar to get on there. They have some crap. No, so. exactly. There's no initiative quality. No, you can just no. submit any old thing by the looks of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Knock up a cover on Photoshop and you'll get a start. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening and we will catch up with you later on. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.